So welcome to a new podcast. Today um, we are talking about the generational divide between um, it within climate change, and we're here with Carla, hello, my co-host, and we have a special guest on um, on the podcast today. Um, we have Jennifer here. She is also a student, a fourth year here at UCSB, and I'm gonna let her give her little introduction. Um, Ooh, first guest! Yay. Yeah, we're so excited to have you here. Um, we really want to have a lot of different perspectives and a lot of different people from our age, but also from um, across the the age range and backgrounds, and you know, um, majors. So yeah. Welcome and thank you so much for taking some yeah, time thanks for to coming on. To join special us. first guest. Oh my god, I feel special. I saw that text yesterday and I was like, wait, what is this? I was like, <laughs> I saw like Carla and Miriam and I was like, what's going on? And I saw it and I was like, oh my god, I have to do this. <laughs> Anyways, um, I don't know. I guess should I do it? Nice? Yeah. So yeah. You. Um, give me a random. Let's. Question. So you came in as a political science major, oh, right? Yeah. Um, and then you switched over to environmental studies, so yeah. let's maybe okay. let's start there. Yeah, that's good. Um, funny story is I'm still poli sci, but oh. I never, I still haven't like gone to. Where do you do a Cheeto Hall? I don't even know. To no. switch? Yeah, to switch out, cause I came in as poli sci, cause I took AP government my senior year, and I was like, wow, this is what I want to do. Let me change the world through <laughs> politics. I was just like, this is the way to do it. Let me go to Congress, whatever, and um, and then I started taking poli sci classes here, and like, I just I wasn't happy. Like it was like very white and. I would just look around, there's like just white, and I just didn't feel happy. I didn't feel like the professors were passionate about mm-hmm. it, or like they didn't care for me or anything. So um, in my second year, that's when I took environmental studies one, the introductory class with, uh, what's his name, Alagona, Peter Alagona. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was um, my second year, and that's like when I switched to environmental studies, because like there was always that passion in me in high school I took AP environmental science and then there was always like that passion that I had for animals and then just the world overall so taking that class like I was like wow this is like what I want to do I don't know like have you ever been in a class that like you just kind of start tearing up because you're like yeah, oh yeah. damn like this class is basically what I want to do and um, I remember he had like guest speakers I took some guest speakers from like alumni that were um also ES majors and they were just like talking about what they're doing in life and then that's when I realized I had to switch to ES and my interests are basically the environment and just like I've always loved animals and I feel like I was like I came in already being born as like a vegetarian or vegan because <laughs> like ever since I was a kid like that was like my first I don't know, my first connection to the planet was animals, especially dogs. Mm-hmm. And um, a really funny story that my mom always tells me was when I was like in kindergarten, I think, um, I was she was watching the news and um, there was like a car accident and I guess it was like a guy that was transporting pigs. And mm-hmm. I guess it like, I don't know, he like rolled over, I don't know. And like, I started crying and she thought I was crying because of the guy, but I was crying because of the pigs. the pigs. I was like, are the pigs alive? Aww. Like, are they okay? So the, I don't know, like, that's always like been with me. And, yeah. um, and then the fact that 
I don't know, just coming to college and realizing, I mean, I've known, but, like, realizing that we literally are all connected, like, that just makes me, like, appreciate the environment even more and, like, be connected to everything and then just respect everything because I just hate that people think that we're superior just yeah. because we can think. But, I mean, I feel like there's not enough studies oh. at all in, like, um, how long have you been vegan slash vegetarian? <laughs> vegan slash, uh, I started being vegetarian my, uh, it's been three years, but like vegan, I guess, um, I don't know, I guess I started cooking vegan, uh, like a year ago, about a year ago, cause when I moved back here, like in my apartment or whatever, I was like, oh, I can finally cook for myself. I don't have mm-hmm. to like do the dining comments or whatever. Yeah. So then I just started kind of slowly getting rid of the cheese, and now that I'm here, like I don't like cook cheese or eggs or any of that. Um, so are you, are you fully vegan now? <laughs> I can't say I am. <laughs> when I go back home, my mom has like. Siempre me tiene queso, like she always mm-hmm. has cheese with frijoles, and yeah. like it's so hard, and then, like, it's just hard because she doesn't know, like, I guess, much about eating yeah. so she Yeah, we can kind of segue yeah. in with that. Yeah. Um, something that Carla and I were talking about was, like, just, like, um, how there's, like, a, <coughs> I guess, like, a disconnect with, like, our parents and, like, how sometimes they don't really understand why like Mm -hmm. say you go vegetarian or why you wouldn't want to eat meat like um it's so like how it impacts yeah i'm currently not vegetarian trying to go back but when i was i was for like six seven months yeah and at first like like i remember my grandparents were here from mexico Mm -hmm. and i was like i'm vegetarian now (laughs) and they were so upset they felt like it it seemed to them like I was I murdered someone Mm -hmm. like their lives were over like I was gonna die and I was gonna shrivel away because I wasn't getting my nutrients and I needed to eat my parent my dad was kind of like okay like whatever Mm -hmm. and my mom was just kind of more of like I don't know how to cook for you but she slowly started to like you know like figure it out and make things for me on the side stuff like that but because I feel like my parents are a lot less traditional than Mm -hmm. most parents but my grandparents were Crazy. They were like, like telling me. relatives that something was wrong with me and that I was going crazy. Because <coughs> I was home for summer. Yeah. And I was crazy and all these things. And I was like, homie, I'm just not eating meat. I know. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. I feel like, especially going home over like the holidays was like especially hard for me because i'm just like bro can you just mind your business like like i don't know why they like i don't even bother them as much as they bother me about it like Mm -hmm. um on christmas eve um they're all eating like ham or whatever and i ordered like my own like vegan pizza and like vegan pasta and then my uncle was just like talking can i say bad word yeah, yeah. Oh, he, was, he was just like talking shit about vegetarianism like oh no sé por qué hacen eso mm-hmm. que de todas maneras las vacas se van a morir like all the animals are going to keep on dying regardless if you do it or not and i'm just like i just don't understand why like they have so much hatred towards it if i'm not even hating them about mm-hmm. eating meat because it's, it's it's stupid for me to even I guess hate people for it because I don't want them hating on me for it so yeah. I just kind of keep that distance but I don't know I just feel like there's like a like a strong cultural yeah. emphasis within Latinx communities to eat meat and then I actually in a class <clears throat> that I learned um what class? A, a class with Quentin I think oh, okay. um we were talking about that and then um 
Ken? Ken Ken also brought it up. How people are like, that's our culture, blah blah blah. But but if you go back historically, cows and pigs weren't part of our culture. Like exactly, they weren't yeah. at all. That so it's kind of like the Europeans that you know the Spaniards oh. that brought it in, and it's kind of made it part of our culture. Yeah. And I understand like I'm currently not vegetarian, trying to be vegetarian. But at the same time, I also I also agree. I don't see the point of the hatred. You know what I mean? Yeah, Especially yeah. that you're not doing it to judge them. You're not doing it to anything. Yeah, and then like, I'm like, um, I don't know why y'all judging me. Like I'm doing it because I really care. It's like, a very if passive anything, form yeah, of activism. Like, yeah. If anything, like you should maybe showing you should show some interest or like I don't know, ask act interested, ask questions yeah. instead of like oh like like making fun of me, which is what they do a lot like just making fun of me for not eating meat oh, i'm sorry like, friend, but i was just yeah. like so mad i was like <laughs> tweeting about it i was like fuck you like what the fuck mind your business I dude oh. yeah. <sighs> but yeah i think that's like just <clears throat> doing that yourself though like for yourself and for the reasons that you believe in is like such an impactful way of like just spreading it because like once people see you doing it like even if they do like reject it immediately they'll see that you're doing something different. Yeah, you're not like fitting in with what everyone else is doing, and mm-hmm. um, hopefully, like I at least for me, like that's the hope that like something that I do and I mm-hmm. believe is like good <clears throat> that it'll impact someone yeah. in some way. And even if they don't immediately do that change or whatever, like they'll have that thought in their head, and they'll have like a thought that like oh like maybe there are other ways of doing things or yeah. there are alternatives or maybe this is happening for a reason and like let's give it a thought let's give it a try so. I feel like that's just literally segue into like our topic for today mm-hmm. it's a big general generational divide mm-hmm. but then it like divides more into like class and race mm-hmm. even religion you know mm-hmm. what I mean? <laughs> girl that topic yes but but I feel like there, but overall there's just a big di- divide between each generation, especially yeah. like we like before this we were having a conversation about how we're a lot different and we feel like we're stuck between millennials and Gen Z like yeah, we're like yeah, our yeah. own little thing, but still between from all of them and like the baby boomers like I feel like this is where climate change <laughs> is just not it like as yeah. Like, they just don't wanna yeah they they just kind of want to kick it out of like the fridge in a way and then say oh it's okay we're almost out of here y'all can handle it yeah yeah, y'all are the ones that did the most damage yeah damage on the planet so we can't and then i feel like also what kind of i don't know if it like annoys me but um i i think in part it just really saddens me like it just makes me really sad that a lot of children like um are now becoming activists and I feel like we're like robbing them of their childhood by like placing all this just burden and like responsibility that you have to face it and like Mm -hmm. the fact that they have to just change their whole childhood around like they're not gonna enjoy it as much as we did and then just adults like just like giving it giving everything to them like the responsibility like here fix it and then just children overall just becoming more active and like the climate change um, movements and stuff like that like it just makes me really sad like y'all shouldn't be doing this like mm-hmm. if anything like it should be the corporations doing this yeah like, why is it why is the emphasis on the children that's really mm-hmm. an interesting perspective that not a lot of people talk about because i thought about this too where i was talking about greta Thunberg to my mom mm-hmm. and my mom was like 
oh, ¿y, ni y esa niña no va a la escuela? And then I was like, and then she was like, like, ¿cuántos años tiene? And I was like, and she was like, no juega con sus amigas, oh. like, stuff like that. And, yeah. I, and I was really like, fuck, like, yeah. she's like, um, coincidentally, I follow the family that sailed her back to Europe oh, on YouTube. Yeah. And like, imagine instead of going to school and like, you know, she's a little girl, like worrying about little girl things, playing with the neighbors, yeah. things like that. She's figuring out how to sail across the world to talk about climate change just for people, <clears throat> adults, to make fun of her. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the president. The press so called Regardless of like what she does, I feel people are always gonna judge her for anything. Like yeah. I remember seeing on Twitter, she was traveling through train and she was just like, she she was like um, using the table and like eating, and then people were just like calling her out for having plastics and then just things like that. And I was just like, just I, I mean, y'all are gonna yeah. like focus just on her on that have, like, specific thing when there's corporations yeah, that are exactly. the air, the exactly. land, everything. Like, and I I think part of it is like. You don't have to be, like, 100% like zero waste yeah. or vegan or, like, yes. all these different things. I think you just have to give it a chance and, like, make a, little, make a little effort mm, to, exactly. like, make the world a better place. You know, like, it's not a change that you have to make, like, from one day to the next. Like, we're all, like, in a progress in our life. And it's, you know, like, I with, like activism and like climate change and all this stuff I feel like it's just like every day you just have to make like conscious decisions, decisions yeah. to like like make the world a better place yeah. and be bring like positivity because I feel like with climate change there's so much Do negative you know, and yeah. there's so much like anxiety that yeah. this topic can bring up yeah. but I think sometimes we can just think about like the little impacts that yeah, we can have day to day and you know those add up over little time things, like literally like having a water bottle uh-huh you know what i mean just instead of being like oh i'm just gonna throw my trash away just look and read which recycling thing you should throw yeah away. exactly being just like mindful small things that matter yeah, yeah. and you know mouth spreading exactly you know, and all those like things that. like they add up you know and or even you exactly. still being vegetarian when your families are being assholes about it <clears throat> like you know what i mean that's that's something that's inspiring you know yeah and i've inspired friends too to become a lot of those vegetarians mm -hmm. yeah so like i've inspired friends to you definitely yeah. yeah so i don't know it like, definitely I, has an impact on people and yeah because like, like you talk about it so yeah and same. even if they don't become like fully vegetarian or like they don't completely like transition yeah. you know just if they do it for one day or like a couple okay. days you know that's yeah. still progress that's, that's still, still something that's still and that's all we can ask for yeah i feel like climate activists sometimes or like vegans or vegetarians or environmentalists they people put labels on us like we're aggressive but i feel like the deniers are aggressive <laughs> you know what i mean they are like judging people when not like analyzing their actions and how yeah. they're contributing to climate change and we're not judging you we just like in the long run we're helping you yeah because we want everything to be better because because if we're all fucked we're all fucked exactly literally but i don't know like <laughs> subject, i think what really makes me angry too is I, mean, I have a lot of things make me angry but what really makes me angry too is that we're over here like you know trying our best and whatever but um when it comes to climate change like there's 
the billionaires and whatever that are buying their way out of it so even let's say like the world is ending or whatever like they're probably gonna be on fucking moon on the moon like fucking colonizing the moon <laughs> so i just feel like they're just gonna buy their they're already buying their way out of climate change whereas us like people that don't make much money or, like we're trying so much yet we're the ones that are hit the hardest and we're the ones that are gonna suffer the most mm-hmm. at the end I think part of part of like the the disconnect that happens with like climate change and like people not all being like on the same page about it is that like a lot of times climate change is brought up as a thing of like oh like the the ice is melting like all the The polar polar bears bears are dying but like and like people don't make the connection that yeah the polar polar bears are dying and sea level is rising but that's affecting humans like yeah humans are also being affected dramatically by by this you know Maldives yeah like all these different like island nations and everything and so like I feel like there needs to be like like we need to make the connection that this is a humanity problem you know Mm -hmm. it's it's not just about it's not just about getting hotter when people confront climate change and their deniers it's because of like three four d's or three d's but one of the big ones we focus on was dissonance where if it doesn't affect them people don't care because the dissonance like they're like oh that's a polar bear in antarctica so then it it doesn't connect to them that that's gonna fuck them up too yeah eventually they just can't if it doesn't like it says if it doesn't hit close to home a lot of people are not gonna care Mm -hmm. which sucks because climate change is most sometimes invisible in certain places like yeah like how, how are we seeing it right now here like in this room we're not but it's still happening in this room you know yeah, what i mean yeah exactly yeah there's that disconnect that people have between like ecosystems and yourself because again people just really always uh separate themselves like in society and the environment but really it's deep ecology together it's us together and what happens to one species is going to get back to us one way or another even if it's maybe not in our lifetime maybe if it's not in 10 years but it's gonna it's all interconnected and i think people don't realize that even if you like think like oh yeah that's happening to polar bears like that's so far away but even if you like just google right now like what's happening like near me like there's so many things like local issues that are happening right now that are linked to like environmental racism and things so i don't know just people don't want to they'd rather just not pay attention because they don't want to pay attention to the truth because the moment that they pay attention to the truth is like the moment that it becomes real and then and then once that happens like there's no stepping back like you can't go back to feeling like like nothing's happening and yeah. i think that's the step that people need to take like actually acknowledging that yeah. it's happening mm-hmm. like you were talking about um in kids <coughs> class you guys mentioned time delay and that how oh. that was a big part of it yeah so t- with time delay like um and this also talks about like or it's connected to the generational divide how like um a lot of like the greenhouse gases that are built up in the atmosphere right now were emitted over a 60-year period um the period of the baby boomers like in their lifetime and how in their lifetime it hasn't really like climate change like the consequences of those Mm -hmm. gases in the atmosphere haven't really impacted them Mm -hmm. because we're barely start well not barely but like we've been starting to see those um consequences of climate change now in like the 21st century and um and so the baby boomers and like that whole generation like they there's like a time delay between when they're feeling the consequences and when they actually did what is causing 
nice. climate change, you know? Yeah. Uh, sorry if that was confusing. No, 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 no. Um, it's kind of like um, <clears throat> if you emitted one ton of carbon and you got socked in the face right after, you yeah. would care more. You would care more, you wouldn't keep doing it. Yeah, but yeah. because you don't they into right like a whole other yeah the, the western hemisphere right yeah there. exactly and so now like the generation that did the least to contribute to climate change is feeling the impacts the most and the generation that follows is going to feel it even more and they're the ones that are going to be dealing with the issues you know the the baby boomers they're on their way out and <laughs> I'm sorry to say it, but <laughs> they're not going to be here to feel the, like, hotter summers that are coming, the hotter, like, conditions the that are going to cause more wildfires. wildfires. Tsunamis, the Exactly, exactly. So, yeah. and, like, in my childhood, or, like, yeah, in the childhood, in our childhoods, like, I feel there was, like, a stronger emphasis of, like, tsunamis. And now I'm like, dude, no, we should be worried about fires. We're in the age fires. of fires right like, now. I don't know, like, in, I was, um, I was a baby. This is like tangent off topic about tsunamis. I'm taking a writing class and they brought someone in to talk about like safety and stuff like that. Um, like the safety sustainability person here. And he was telling us that if there's an earthquake, that they have a drill for tsunamis at UCSB. Oh. And it's the only UC that has one. And one of the only like universities in the mm. state. Uh-huh. And that he said that if there's an earthquake and you stumble, then that should be a warning that there's a tsunami coming. That he said that there could oh, be shit. at least a 10-foot tsunami here. Like, And he says that, oh That's so it, that campus would kind of be screwed, but you would literally have to sprint to Ivy. And anywhere in Ivy, you'd be safe because we're far enough. Damn, so maybe not. You're like at the live, like being all studious and shit. And nah, so you would die. die. Well, and imagine trying to get out of this building. Well, ten, he like, said just. I think maybe at the library you'd be chilling, like on the fourth floor. Everyone's trying to get to the ten floor. Feet? Oh yeah. Unless I mean, in the case of an earthquake, like if the if the earthquake was strong enough to shake the building and like could it collapse. Like, yeah, it could collapse. But okay, sorry, that was just a tangent. <laughs> Tsunamis are gonna happen. Stronger earthquakes, fracking. Ah, fracking. A topic for another day. Yeah. But, but yeah, the baby boomers and stuff, and that you can also see all of that generational divide in politicians because we were bringing up how the new leaders, like the new younger leaders in yeah. our generation, uh-huh. are the ones that are like getting shit done. Yeah. Like yeah. Greta, AOC, you know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah. like, they're like the forefront yeah. right now and they're talking about climate change, but I feel like a big part of it is because they're not in the generation of everyone else on Senate or Congress mm-hmm. or. Mm-hmm. I do want to acknowledge though that there are there are some people from this boomer generation that <laughs> are with us and that are aware. John Foran. <laughs> yeah, shout out to John Foran, Ken Hiltner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know Bernie. I feel like we need more people like that to be like, I understand <laughs> our generation fucked it up. We will try to help you. Yeah, with mm-hmm. the tools because I'm sorry, Brian. Or to at take least of the, the support, like yeah. Giving us a shout out, you know, acknowledging it publicly that, like, this is an issue that mm-hmm. their generation is responsible for, and that, I don't know. Every know. environmental studies teacher, you know what I mean? Just teaching us about it. That's true. That goes a long that way. That goes a long way. Yeah. Damn. And even, like, in school systems, like, I didn't even know about the climate crisis fully, uh, like, to the degree that I know oh, now yes. until I came to college. Like, Same. dude. Which is sad. That, and that's so sad that, like. But actually, I, like, I asked my little cousin because he always asks me, what are you studying? Like, all these questions. <laughs> are you on the beach? Did you go to the beach yesterday? Like, Aww. all these things when I talked to him. And I was asking him just out of curiosity, um, 
And he would bring up turtles and stuff like that. And then one time he was like, the turtles are harmed by climate change, right? Oh, wait. And I, like, snapped my neck to look at him. And I was like, do you know about climate change? And he goes, mm-hmm, we learned about science. It's going to get hot. Uh, <laughs> and I looked at him and I was like, that's a start. I was yeah. like, you're in good. fifth grade. Oh, that's that's a start. You know, in fifth grade, I didn't know what the hell was going on. You know, I didn't, I didn't know about, you know, I didn't know mm-hmm. about carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases and stuff i guess i yeah i don't know i haven't really looked much into like the curriculum for k through 12 i think i feel like it's changed a lot since our i don't feel like it's changing fast enough (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah i I definitely think though um environmentalism should be like environmental standard it should be a standard part like just like how the, like english is and like math you know it should be a part of it not yeah, like even an extracurricular like here too elective. like in the yeah. uc system like it should be required to take an mm-hmm. es class. i took an environmental education class where we learned how to teach environmental education um with bridget lewin <coughs> take that class if you can she it's winter and then there's a part the second part in spring quarter yeah in spring quarter but it's like there is some schools like for example and then I got from there I had to for a project had to teach um like a group of kids that I chose and stuff like that and they went to a school that was basically on um the like the mission was sustainability like they like Mm. like they all took a trip to like the Colorado River and like rafted and stuff like that it is like a school for like people with higher income like I understand but it was also really cool to like you know what I mean? Like, yeah, that's sad. hear that the kids like know about climate change, and they're telling me, "Oh yeah, cows like yeah, they're murdering the planet because ah, they're burning methane." Like, you know what I mean? Like, they're telling me all these like, things. Like, actually, no. That I was kind of like, if these kids can grasp it, and like maybe yeah, like they are of a higher income and don't really reflect what we look like. I was yeah. kind of like, then the possibility of people getting it is still there. You know what I mean? Like, of grasping it, I was just like, okay, we just need to take example and like drag it to public school. That's true. Yeah, for one of my projects for David Pillow, David Pillow's class, actually, I was thinking of because we need to do a final project, and I'm thinking of like sending a like a curriculum of to like um, a middle school, a middle school back in San Diego, mm-hmm. of like having just kind of persuading them to have a full on like climate crisis awareness week. Because, um, like, I don't know, in middle school, at least, like, we had, like, what, Drug Awareness Week or all these things. We even had Ag Day where they brought... Did you guys have that? Which one? Ag Day? Mm-hmm. They would bring, like... Agriculture? Yeah, they would bring, like, cows and mm-hmm. everything. Really? Chickens, horses. We had a we farm on my school. You had a farm on your yeah, school? Yeah, we had... Uh, so, we had, on our track, <coughs> or, like, where the football field is, behind it, there is, like... Because oh, we had um, a FFA We did program, too, but we didn't have a farm. And oh. they had a... Um, the FFA kids could have their like animals. their animals there. They had like chickens, wow, sheep. That's so cute. Um, yeah. But See, every school should have a farm. <laughs> we should. I think they they started a farm in my high school. Or like eggs, chickens. I don't know. A chicken coop. Eggs. Yeah, something with chickens. I know for sure. So. That's cool. Wait, there's something that I want to talk about that like it makes me mad. Too. <laughs> yeah, let's go for it. <laughs> um, what are like what are what do your parents think about like having children? Cause my mom's gotten mm. really pissed off at me, like to the point of saying like I me quieres matar. Like when I told her that I don't want to have kids because of because of the climate crisis. Mm-hmm. Cause she says that I don't know maybe like in the Mexican culture like it's just like you're a woman 
only if you can have kids like that makes you a woman like if you're a woman you have to have kids like you have to get married mm-hmm. so um me telling her like oh actually like i think i don't want to have kids because of the climate crisis like it makes mm-hmm. me really anxious like i feel like it would be really selfish of me to bring children to this world and like not without uh, knowing that they don't they don't even have like a like a like a they're not gonna live in a hab in a habitable world like that's not even insured like it's not guaranteed like i'm just gonna bring them to suffer you know and um also thinking of like how me bringing kids is gonna contribute to more like a a higher carbon footprint like those kids are gonna require like food they're gonna require everything so um i've like i think i've came to the conclusion that i probably don't want to have kids if i do have kids maybe it'll be like one but i don't know i just feel like me personally like I'm just doing it for the planet, but she just she can't grasp yeah. that. She th- like she says I have to have kids, and she just gets like really mad that I like am considering not. But I don't know what y'all think about that. Like, have you yeah. given thought to that? <laughs> it's a big. Topic. I, mean, I haven't really thought of. Well, I I have thought about like yeah, like bringing kids into this world that is in crisis right now. Like, is really selfish and like what are what is their future gonna look like yeah you know but i don't know i i haven't really thought of because i don't know i just don't want to think about kids right now yeah because you know that (laughs) i don't know but i i think you bring you bring up a really like valid point like um so i have always wanted a child like like to this day you can ask all this is really bad but I just love children. Like, I've always said that I wanted a child. No yeah. matter if I was married, not married, whatever circumstance, like, I definitely have always wanted a child. And people ask me this a lot, like, friends. And just because I've always been like, oh, my God, look at the cute baby. Or I'm always like, oh, my God, look the baby. Or I'm like, oh, my God, I want a baby. Just things like that. And they always ask me. And it kind of makes me sad because I do feel like if I did have a child, it would just not be the right thing to do. Which, it makes me really sad because I've always wanted one. And I don't think my parents care. Like like I said, they're not really traditional. And they're always yeah. kind of like, I support you through whatever you do as long as you're not doing stupid things. <laughs> but I have just thought of the idea that I'm just going to have to adopt. Yeah. Because yeah. there's already there's so kids. Many. There's so many kids out there, you know, that their parents maybe can't financially support them. Or their parents sadly don't want them or something yeah. like that. So I feel like that's going to be my alternative. But I've definitely thought about it and discussed it with my parents. And my mom is like, I've told her that... I would at least want to have one of my own, just because I feel like it's very powerful that the, yeah, the woman, that women can do that and the body can yeah. do that. So I feel like if anything, I would just have one, and then yeah. just close the machine down, cut the tubes off. Yeah, I if I did have children, I would just be one. Like yeah. that, I then, think. Uh, that's but I want to be family. I would adopt at least like. I want to be my other me, you know, like my little mini me. But is that selfish? <laughs> I don't no, know. It's, no, but that's definitely a conversation to have because my housemate <clears throat> was telling me. She just came into the room one day and was like, at what age do you want to have children? Oh and God. I was kind of like shook. And she was kind of like, <laughs> just she was just like, I was just thinking about it. And you say you always want to have kids. And I was like, I'm down the late. Like, I want a child at least by 35. Mm. You know what I mean? 35, that's not yeah. too bad, you know? That's not what our parents did. But like, you know, that's 35 seems like all right yeah. for me. But I, but then I told her like I was like if it comes down to it I just feel like and if I feel like I'm gonna have a child and of course once they're in the world I'm gonna love them but if I feel like I'm gonna feel guilty for having a child especially in the conditions the earth is in then I just wanna have yeah. I would literally just 
adopt four kids and call it a day. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I ideally would want two and two, two of my own, two adopted. Yeah. But if it comes time to all adopted, like children are children, and I'm down yeah, for it. Yeah. Exactly, and kids need love, and if you have love to give, but, then. But it's crazy that. The generation ago, they didn't have to think about that. I know. Exactly. First of all, like, the fact that we do now. First of all, I don't think they thought that. My grandma had like 16 kids. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. One grandma had 16 kids, another one had eight. So, but I don't think our parents had to think that or people who were like family planning. Definitely. But it's crazy that like, you know, or like to think that our kids are going to see certain animals or like, ah, you know what yeah. I mean? And it's just, and they go, think it goes back to, that's a lot. You know what I mean? For us to be, you know how people are like, oh, college is your prime. But like I have, you have to think about all these things. You know what I mean. You have to think. Yeah, late at night. Yeah, <laughs> you can't think about climate change. Climate change. It's just a really it's so crazy. different, right? Yeah. Like that, the whole generational divide. Like maybe in the past when they didn't want to, they were thinking about not having kids. It was probably because of income issues, health issues. Yeah, and I, well, actually, a lot of people had kids. Like a lot of like when back before like capitalism and all this stuff. Um, People would have a lot of kids because they needed them to work oh, yeah. on, like, in agriculture, you know? And so they would have a lot of kids because they needed them to help them. They needed hands. Like, they, they needed, needed hands, hands, you know? Um, and now I'm kind of like, there's too many hands in this world that aren't doing enough. <laughs> yeah, so, like, now, like, we have to think not only about income, whatever yeah. else. But I definitely change. Yeah, but I definitely feel like bringing up the topic of, like, how your mom gets angry... It is really difficult to explain these things to a generation that's not only, like, you know, doesn't understand, but, like, is of a whole different traditions and culture. Because I think explaining this, if I was white, explaining this to a white family, I think they would understand a lot more. Because, you know what I mean? But explaining this to my mom that, you know, came from, they're really poor, and, you know what I mean? They came from a little pueblo, and then Mm -hmm. my grandma had, like, ten kids, and then... You know, like, explain to them that I don't want kids at all because of climate change. Like, yeah. I feel like my parents had four kids, and I still think that's a lot. Mm-hmm. Since, like, you've been on this, like, journey, I guess uh, my question is, like, have you seen, a like, a change or maybe, like, a, yeah, like, a change in your parents? Like, do they um, accept or, like, think a little bit differently of, like, your, like, with your major and your lifestyle now that you've made some changes? Or is it still, mm-hmm. like... You are you still like trying to like have them like understand navigate you it. or um, navigate? I feel like little little things have changed. Like maybe they're a little bit more conscious about certain things. Like um like they've given into like buying reusable straws and like just like little things like that. Mm-hmm. And like yeah, little lifestyle changes. But like I, what I can't get through is like changing their ideologies and their mentalities. Like that's just like I think I came to the conclusion that I can't change that at all like I've tried and I've tried to give them like my opinion and I'm like okay I respect your opinion um but can you can you respect mine but they just can't like they just like so close-minded that like it's just gotten like so bad like I'm just like wow I I can't live with this yeah I feel like a lot of it is fear because um the first maybe like the first year and a half two years and a half my parents didn't know what major I was I told them that it was something else just because I didn't know how they would oh yeah take it and then we eventually started talking about it and I kind of was like yeah dude like I was never that major like um <laughs> I study environmental studies to this ambiente, you know uh-huh. and at first like, my dad was more upset that he kind of well he they kind of knew but I never said that's what they were upset about 
But what he talked about with my sister, well, well, this is what she told me, that he is just more, that the idea of people studying this and, like, climate change and everything is so unknown to him that it's just the fear of the unknown. He just, like, he, he was he, upset at the fact that he just didn't know. He was just more more worried. But I feel like my parents are less traditional and more open, so I feel like maybe deep, deep, deep in there, it's the fear that they just don't know what yeah. they're doing. Yeah, with this whole generational divide I think like coming from a place of love and like just like I guess us leading by example and um just inspiring I feel like trying the past to past generation and trying to bridge the gap yeah, trying yeah. To, I feel like bridge the gap That's a even though like they're adults like I feel even how we talked about how like adults in this thing are not doing as great as we should <laughs> and we are sometimes doing a better job but I feel like if we can see both sides, maybe we can try to bridge the gap. So, if you have any topics you would like us to talk about, any things you'd like to say, things you want to discuss, things you want to debate, we are all down for it. Questions yeah, and answers? we have uh, set up an email so you can email us mm-hmm. at what is a green future at y'all, uh, not y'all, oh, at gmail.com. Or um, if you want to be on the podcast, yeah, any comments, questions, suggestions are welcomed. Um, so, yeah, thank you so much for listening. And hopefully we can interact again in the next podcast. Bye. Awesome.